0: What's up, guys? This is PC, and this is your Backstage Pass to the Green Room Podcast Series. Well, guys, we're on the Green Room Podcast Series here today with Steve Gilliland. He's an assistant principal at Dale City High School in Oklahoma. And Steve, just to start out here, let's give a little bit of a background of your history and your experience in education.
1: Uh, Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, uh, PC. It's it's been nice getting to know you and uh, you've uh, shifted my outlook on a lot of things education wise. So I'm I'm thankful for you and what you do uh, for educators all, all over the place. This is my 16th year in education. I went the alternative certification route because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so kind of like you, I, I, I got into teaching because I wanted to coach. And so I taught and coached at the middle school level for eight years. And then I was an assistant principal, uh, at the same middle school level for three years. And now I'm in my fifth year at the high school level, uh, as an assistant principal. And I wish I would have made this decision a long time ago because it's, uh, one of the most re- rewarding professions I've ever been in so I, I wish I would have decided earlier because uh, the kids have changed my life it's crazy the impact that they make on
0: you you know because if you're like me you got into it because you wanted to make an impact on them and particularly for both of us through coaching but then it's really almost more of the flip side of that and the impact that they have on you and the, just the call it the stories that you can tell right
1: oh oh, oh yeah I mean it, it is it, it didn't take me very long um, to, to realize I had finally found what I was called to do. Uh, education has been the first job that I, I can't wait to get to work. And I've done a few other things that I dreaded going to do, and but I, I can't wait to get to the office every day to see, to see what the day holds. I
0: hear you on that, man. So give us an overview of Dell City High School
1: uh, with regard to the makeup of your student body. Uh the the first word that comes to mind would be diverse. Um and we have people from all all walks of life. Um fortunately we have a very accepting culture. Um just kind of a come as you are and we'll we'll find a place for you to, to fit. Yep. Um we do have uh an around I think it's a little high higher than eighty percent, but Last time I checked, we were right around 80% free and reduced lunch. Okay. Uh, so we're a Title I school. Uh, we do receive those funds and we try to spend them as wisely as we can so everyone wins. Um, but I think diversity, uh, diverse probably pretty well sums us up. We We have a little bit of everything.
0: Which can be a really great thing, I think, because I had the opportunity, I was over in France here about a month ago, and I was at the American School of Paris, and in my mind it was going to be full of American kids, right, that were over there because their parents were working or whatever, and it was the exact opposite of that. It was 20% American, and they have, I want to say it was like 67 different nationalities represented on that campus and wow. it just really blew my mind because you know I think a lot about Brooks and the experience that he's having in his schools and all that good stuff but he doesn't get that every single day and those kids every single day are are exposed to different religions and different cultures and different languages all those kids speak two and three and four and five different languages and it really just makes me think a lot you know because here we're like well English only English only and I'm like well Why are we doing that, number one? And then number two is Brooks at a disadvantage on a global scale because of the way that we do school here, right? And so really just kind of opened my eyes. And so I love that your kids have the opportunity to get at least some of those different experiences there. Now, you talk about 80% free and reduced lunch. And so anytime that you're talking about socioeconomic issues in your community, that can present some challenges, in the schoolhouse. And so what are some strategies that you guys have used to break through with those
1: kids that, you know, sometimes they can be hard to reach? Uh, well, I mean, naturally, I mean, the first thing is, is to develop a re- relationship with them. Um, for Oklahoma, the trauma informed movement, so to speak, it has kind of uh, moved to the forefront, uh, which you know we've learned a lot. Uh, we've learned a lot about each other. We've learned a lot about our district. We've learned a lot about our kids. Um, but as far as my my, my superintendent, uh, Dr. Cobb, probably, and I can't tell you, I've been to so many convocations at the beginning of the year and whatnot. I, I, I can't tell you what any of them really were about. Yep. <laughs> other than we had to go. But when he first came into our district a few years back, and we were first getting to know him he he came out and said all i want you to do is love the kids more than the rules and that has stuck with me and and i think that really kind of began my shift as to how to really reach these kids and i mean you can have the, the best lesson designed and, and and all of that but if you don't have a relationship with them i, I mean they're, they're a little less reluctant to to learn from you yeah um, so i began focusing on listening and really hearing where their stories are uh trying to meet them where they are and then treat them like they matter which that's that sounds cliche uh, a lot of times as as educators we kind of get total tunnel vision and we're we're focused on our lessons and we have a test to give and this that and the other and we we kind of forget that I mean kids are people too yep and we we need to be more intentional uh about letting them know that they matter and so we've uh, through my PLC um that that I work with which I deal with freshmen um we we hook up a mentor with um the kids that may be struggling um, you know that stand out more than others that may need a little extra help. And so we hook a teacher up with them to mentor and then we also hook up a senior with him uh, to help them get out and try to get involved. Yeah. And, you know, Christy Cooper. Yeah, uh, you, you know her. We we have club galore. And so we, we try to get them to uh, to get involved. Because we, we found, you know, the, the more she did a survey uh, either last year or the, I think it was the beginning of last year. And just simply asking kids when she did it for the whole school, we've got almost 1300 kids. Yep. And she asked him what they were involved in. And so, you know, some kids went up to being involved in eight, nine things. And then, you know, we had kids that didn't do anything. And then she went back through and pulled grade point averages and assigned them. Uh, so, and, and it, it was kind of neat study to see that the, the more you're involved, the higher your grade point average is, um, because you're here and you want to be here. Yep. So it, it's uh, I mean, it does come down to relationships and they, you know, they, they matter and I, I just being real with each other and, uh, Loving on each other, and um just being there through through good and bad times,
0: yep, yep, and that can be hard to do sometimes, right, you know, I mean, it can be, yeah, um, we all have sure. those bad days, and kids have bad days, and teachers have bad days, and um you know, all those different personalities when you're talking about that many kids on a campus, and so you probably got around a hundred or a hundred and I don't know forties or so staff members, I'm guessing. You know, that's a lot of different personalities to manage and and to put together. I was talking with Tim Schlosser today. He's a superintendent in Franklin, Kentucky. And he was telling me about an article, um, a research article that came out that said that 80% of kids that drop out decide they're going to drop out within the first five days of their freshman year. Wow. And that was another thing that was just like really eye opening to me because I preach on the first day of school like we're not talking about rules, we're not talking about a syllabus, like let's let's have fun and turn it into an event. But his take was, what are we doing that entire first week of school to really hook them and get them plugged in there because you were talking about the kids that are involved and the ones that aren't involved or whatever. And I was like that ties in perfectly with what I was talking with Tim about today. You know, n- maybe not just what does that first day of school look like? What does the what is the first week, maybe even
1: beyond that, look like, especially for those freshman kiddos, you know? Right. And we we've adopted your philosophy and, you know, I, I've, you, you opened my eyes to that, um, through to through the Renaissance and whatnot. And, and we've done that the last two years. Um, we haven't stretched it out to the first week yet. Yep. Um, we're kind of, kind of growing in that area. Um, I think this year we made it to the third day. Um, and so, so we're getting there. We're, we're making progress. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, by the time you're in the ninth grade, you know what the expectations are. Yep. You know how to act in class. They they shouldn't have to tell you. Um, and so, w- why not? I mean, school can be fun, and I I think it should be. Yep. Uh, and and I think we we kind of forget that at times uh, because we we've, we've been forced to to focus on other things like test yes uh, um and so l- luckily some of that that pressure has backed off but nice uh, I-, I think we could even be more successful in the in the testing area if you know school would be um made a more attractive for sure uh, you know for for the kids and the adults really uh it, it's not just about the kids i mean you know, sometimes it's tough for the adults who want to be here, too. Yep. Um, we're, we're human, too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It has to go both ways, no doubt, yeah, on definitely. that front.
0: Yeah. When you're dealing with this high socioeconomic status thing, again, one of the root causes that I've seen that leads to issues in a lot of different areas is absenteeism and chronic absenteeism and I know that that's something that you guys are working on and trying to attack what kind of plan or what kind of strategies have you come up with so far that you guys are going to use to really address that
1: well first let me thank you um for for hooking me up with Shamika Gerald she has she sent me her plan Uh, we've I've been studying it over the past couple days to to try to see you know how we need to position ourselves to to address this problem. Um, but but what I've have I started to research um just chronic absenteeism as a whole. It's you know it's not just our problem, right? It's a nationwide problem, but we um. I mean I don't know if people follow the the state of education in Oklahoma but it's chaos and and it's I think the the first thing I realized I mean it's going to take more than just us um to successfully solve this issue um because we've got a the the core needs of families are going to have to be met and I think we can do some things. I, I know we, we've talked already about at some point next year on, on a night that, that we're having families, you know, come to our campus to, to create um, a, a fair of some sort, you know, where they can get medical needs and haircuts and eye exams and all, all those kinds of things uh, to help meet some of those needs. Um, because. I mean, honestly, some of our students are—they—they they come to us in survival mode. Yes, and and, and school's not a priority, and and it's it, it's not. And so, I think if we can start meeting some of those needs, um, and not not and and it sounds weird to say, not focused initially on the education part of it, right? Um. It sounds really weird for an educator to say, but there's so many needs out there that are, that are needing to be met. Um, you know, we, we have a homeless liaison that I work closely with that, you know, we, she runs a food pantry. She makes sure kids get, you know, their eye needs met and clothes and does laundry and, you know, all, all of that, all of those things. Yep. Um, so we're, we're in the early stages as, as far as a plan goes, um, it's a pretty big battle. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I realized how, yeah. how big of a battle or problem it, it is. Um, you know, but as a state we're operating on old budget levels, Sure. And, you know, they've cut us to the bone and, you know, it's the same in, in other States, I'm sure. Yep. Um, but another, another thing we may have them do, uh, we may have students start tracking their own attendance, and and set a goal for them. You know, whatever it may be. Um, but you know, if if they haven't been successful attendance wise at their earlier grade levels, I mean, the deck stacked against them, right? To to be successful when they get to us, and so uh, it's going to be a group effort. I mean, it's going to take us, you know, from pre K on um, to to all be pulling in the rope on the same direction, so to speak. That's exactly right. And like you said,
0: you know, it goes back to the hierarchy of needs, right? If those basic needs are right. met at the bottom of that triangle, nothing else matters, you know, and I always tell a story. I had three kids in elementary school, um, kindergarten or first grader, second grader, three little brothers. And there were nights that they had to sleep in the bathtub. Their mom would make them all sleep in the bathtub so that she could have whatever it was she had going on at her house. And then they're coming into school the next day. And of course they're like basically dead on their feet, right. Walking in, they can't hardly keep their eyes open. And we expect those kids to learn, you know, Um, the best thing that could happen for those kids is, you know, you could give them an opportunity to go and lay down and take a nap and get some rest, you know, like, right. That's what those kids needs. And I, I think that a lot of people, you know, we get into, we could talk for an hour or probably more about the political aspect and, you know, with Oklahoma and, literally the whole country in, in terms of education and stuff. But I think that's what a lot of people at upper levels don't understand is they don't really know these kids' stories. You know, they see the big picture and, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, every kid can learn, but again, how are they supposed to learn if they had to sleep in a bathtub last night? Right. Right. Um, And that's the, I think that's where there's a major disconnect between the educators and then the legislators is, the reality of some of the things that our kids are having to deal with when they come into school every day. Now, sometimes—and not as often as what we wish—but sometimes we get lucky and we have breakthroughs and and we get to like see that light come on for those kids, right? And see them have an opportunity for a better tomorrow. And you had the opportunity to work with a young man by the name of Breland Stewart, and. I had the opportunity to hear him speak at the Oklahoma State Student Council Conference, and I had no idea who he was other than that you had told me that he went to your school and that's why you guys were there and all that good stuff. And he gets up there and he speaks, and he, you know, he probably spoke for 10 minutes that day, I think, something. And I don't think that there was a dry eye in the room. Yeah, you know, no, I don't know, no. 2,000 people there. You know, yeah. like I'm crying. I don't even know the kid. And just the charisma that that young man
1: had. Share a little bit about him and what makes him so special. I I used to tell Breland. Breland was my ended up being my office aide his senior year. So we I was fortunate to I was Breland's middle school assistant principal, and then when he moved up to the high school, they moved me up to the high school. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I think they really knew that I needed Breland in my life. Um, he, I used to tell him all the time, it's, it's your world and I'm just thankful I get to live in it. Yep. He, he was, he's honestly, that, that has been one of the highlights of my career was being able to hear his speech that day, um, at the state Stuco convention there in Bixby. He was, he was representing our school naturally as, as the state president and there, there hadn't been an African American Stucco president in Oklahoma for at least thirty years. Yeah, uh, b- before Breland, and he, I mean, I knew in the, in the middle school, I knew he was different when when he was younger, um, but his work work ethic was was truly inspirational. I mean, he he knew, um. He he knew that he, he was gonna work his way and get where he wanted to be. Yep. Um and, and actually he texted me this morning and uh he's finishing up his first semester at, at Oklahoma State University and uh had a great semester. Um but but just his leadership, um he he was always willing. Uh he was kind of hard-headed at times, but <laughs> right. He he wasn't he was not afraid to take chances. Um and he, you know, he uh I I've never had a kid inspire me like he, he he does. He he gives me hope for our future. Um and it it uh and he represented us so well. And just knowing every obstacle that he, you know, yep. he came up against, he just worked his way through it.
0: Yep. And that's and, what,
1: that's how we do what we do. Right. You know, and, and I've never seen a kid work two or three jobs, still have a above a 4.0, still be involved in, I don't know how many things he was involved in. He was at school more than I was. Yeah, And, and he just kept on and on and on and on. And he has truly earned I mean, everything he has gotten, he he has truly earned it, and he deserves it. I love that, it. That he's living proof that, that hard work pays off. I love it, man.
0: And he's got one of those smiles that just lights up the entire room. Oh, it'll
1: kill you. It, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll kill you. He got all his hair cut off, so I, I didn't uh, – he posted some pictures. I didn't hardly recognize him. Okay. So, so okay. hopefully I get to see him here before we we get out for – for our Christmas break for sure for sure oh that, that's so cool man yeah
0: it's been awesome so I follow him on social media and just kind of getting to follow his story after you had told me about some of the stuff that's going on and, and where he's been and where he's going and all that great stuff absolutely love it man the teaching profession is a grind as we all know like especially this time of year you know you're trying to almost use trying to survive right to get to winter break and Christmas break and all that good stuff we all have those moments we have those stretches and you know, we question why are we doing what we do, right? And am I making a difference? Is it, am I making an impact? As an administrator, what are some of the things that you and your team do to help support and encourage your staff throughout the school year? Um,
1: well, we – I like to have fun, um, and and we we have some things that we do. We have a, a pretty good-sized Golden Eagle um, that our faculty – Give they recognize each other monthly during our faculty meetings, and they pass it on uh, to the next person and say, um, you know why why they deserve the golden eagle. Yeah. Uh, more recently, uh, we've started ding dong ditching teachers, and we go we we have a favorite sheet that they fill out at the beginning of every year, and so we uh, fill up a bag full of their favorites. And we go sit in front of their door, and then we bang on their door and run away. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, that's been fun. Um, Elf on the Shelf is going to make an appearance starting next week so we can have some fun before we get out of here at Christmas. Okay. Um, our Stuco has started giving uh, the Staffelty certificates for attending uh, extracurricular events kind of a, we see you and, and thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, type deal. Uh, we kick off our year every year by, uh, loading up our teachers this year. We gave them some personalized, uh, Dell city high school notepads. We always recognize our, our staff members that have hit 10 years of service Okay, and, and we give them a new laptop bag. Uh, we have monthly themed meals, um like example October we named it crocktober and so everybody brought their favorite crockpot dish um we're going to have a super bowl coming up where everybody brings their favorite soup in February when we have you know super bowl and football yeah uh, <laughs> just just things like that in any time and we all like to eat so any anything that uh revolves around food naturally um, our athletic director, uh, Mike Dunn, who's come in and done uh, a phenomenal job and has really turned the the culture and attitude around in, in our sports programs. Uh, he created uh, teachers and bleachers. Okay. And uh, decked all the teachers out with some DC swag, and they have their own place in the stands to sit. Um, and he also went a step further and fitted our yearbook teacher and her staff, uh, with DC swag, because I mean, they're, they're they're at every event, no matter where it is in town, out of town. And they, you know, they do a great job of capturing those moments. And, uh, that, I mean, they've won some state, the equivalent of state championships, uh, yearbook wise, um, they do a great job. And so, you know, our, Coach Dunn has, has kind of brought them in and, and has into the fold and has taken care of them also. Yeah. Um, the, the One of the, the newer things that we're going to start, and uh, hopefully beginning in January when we come back, we're going to have a recharge station. And it's not for cell phones. Uh, it, it's going to be for teachers and or staff and teachers and faculty only. And it will be a room that has a beach theme and it's going to have two very very really nice massage chairs in it. Um and so you can go and get away and decompress and 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 get a massage. Um which which I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be cool. I was going to uh, say,
0: uh, yeah, I'll take some barbecue and the massage room and I'll be good to I, go.
1: I just need to make sure I have a key to that room uh, <laughs> wherever where, wherever it ends up. So yep. We, uh, we we have a great uh, you know a great uh, staff and uh, our faculty members are a lot of fun we we, yep. we get along we get along well and um it's uh, it's a great place to be so I, I hope they know how much we appreciate them
0: for sure <laughs> um,
1: i know i know last year around this time we uh, we held a little drawing and we gave four or five teachers like a half a day off just on the spur of the moment and we we made sure their their classes got covered, and so they could go do Christmas shopping, they could go do whatever. Um, so just little spur spara- uh, spur of the moment things like that, uh, just to let them know that that we we care and yep. uh, we we do remember what it's like to be yep uh, down in the trenches, no doubt, no doubt. And you guys had a pretty good football season, right? Yeah, we had a we had a really good season. Uh, we made it to the semifinals. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's, I mean, he, he's, he's been building every year since he's been here. So the, the future's bright. I love it, man.
0: I love the future's it. Bright. Let's talk about traditions at Dell city and tell me about two or three of your favorite traditions that you guys have there.
1: Um, the first one that would come to mind would be um, every year around veterans day we celebrate our 4.0 and higher students um, with a letter jacket assembly. And so so those students that have had a 4.0 ever since they got here and they're seniors now, we buy them a Dell City letter jacket. That's awesome. And, and then we have a ceremony that we present that to them. And in that assembly, we also um, celebrate our veterans. So So it's always around... Uh, veterans Day. Uh, Miss Hill, our head principal, does a fantastic job um, in, in honoring our letter jacket recipients, our yeah. veterans, and then also on that day we have our the Dell City Hall of Fame induction. And so, if there are are people that have graduated from here that have went on to you know to do whatever and and have been nominated, we they they induct somebody annually into our hall of fame. And we have a place, we have a place in one of our hallways that, that they're all, uh, listed and whatnot. So, so that's kind of a big day. It, It takes, uh, the whole morning. Um, and it's, you know, we're celebrating academics. We're, we're celebrating those veterans that, uh, you know, we have an air force base in our district. And so we, we hold those people in, in very high regards. Sure. And, uh, we show them our, our appreciation on that day. And then, you know, we also honor, uh, an alumni, at least one alumni. Sometimes it's multiple, uh, on that day. So that that's one. Um, our second one, my second one that I would choose would probably be our philanthropy week that we do, uh, every year, the week before spring break, and it's called wild week. And WILD stands for Willing Individuals Leading with Determination. Okay. And we have a week, I mean, it seems like it's 24 hours a day for a whole week uh, where they're raising money for the Children's Cancer Center. And it's a whole school participate kind of deal where we have activities from when we get here in the morning until... (laughs) 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Okay. And it's anything you can imagine. Um, we have uh, one night, they'll have a game night, and they will turn our commons into a video game center. And you, can, they have every con- kind of console you can imagine brought in. You buy a wristband, you can come in, and you can play Fortnite 2K Mario, I mean whatever you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, until you can't play anymore, uh, we we had things during the day, uh, or or I know one year I went to a paint party where we bought paint and we just uh, kind of like dodgeball with paint. Oh wow! And okay. We, we had a we had a good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they've rented a bubble machine and we've played volleyball. In the middle of a bunch of bubbles. Okay. Um, last year, one of the coaches and I, we had the uh, we had a smokeout. Uh, so he smoked some meat, I smoked some meat. We pre-sold some uh, racks of ribs, and just this between he and I doing that for a week, I think we raised close to fourteen hundred dollars. Oh man, that's awesome. It, just you know, uh, so I think this year they're they're. Pl- Kicking around the idea of a car show. Okay. Um, Plus, you know, during the day we have, they have a black light show, which is real, real popular. Our, uh, our students audition to be in it. And then we, you know, they sit up, turn off all the lights and they, they, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dance and just anything you can imagine. It's cool. They really like that. For sure. we, We have a day show and then we have a night show so the community can come. Uh, and watch that. So there's just all, all types of various activities during the week. It's all for a great cause. Um, last year we surpassed the, um, our goal every year is $10,000. Okay. I know I, this is my fifth year, my my previous four years, we've always met our goal. Um, we passed the total amount given. I think we passed a hundred thousand dollars Last year, golly so, so we're on our way uh towards two hundred thousand yeah uh, th- this year and just to to set aside a week um y- you know to think about people that aren't even as fortunate as we are um to to try to help them out and then to have an assembly at the end of the week to present a check uh to to the children's cancer center i mean it it's it's cool yep. it's it's a cool week. That's a fun week.
0: That's awesome, man. And that goes to show you the caliber of the students and of the educators in that building, because like you talked about earlier, you're talking about 80% free and reduced lunch, but yet you're raising over $10,000 every single year for a cause that's greater than themselves. Right. So that just shows you the type of people that you're dealing with there, man. That's awesome. Exactly.
1: We, We, uh, I'm surrounded by superstars, so they they make my job a lot easier. Very cool. One of the things I want to ask you about real quick, I saw
0: this on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and I've actually started using it in my presentations um, when I'm doing breakout stuff, is your art exhibit room. That thing is absolutely incredible. And I can't remember if it was you that posted it or if it was Gina that posted it, but the but the room where your kids get to display their artwork and stuff. I have never seen anything like that in a high school. Yeah, it,
1: that that's a cool place. I believe Miss Hill um po- posted that. It is it's dedicated to uh to one of our former former principals uh Miss who uh was awesome. Yeah. Um, she, and we we just uh, we showcase our students. and and I you know it, it goes back to one of those things of um you watch the news and all you see is is negative and we have to tell our own story and so we we have a a space set aside where we show off our students and and their their art abilities and uh I walk by it every morning when I come in and uh I peek my head in there and I, I'm amazed at the at the talent that that our kids have. And uh, you know, it gives them some pride to to be able to walk by and say, you know, I did that. And uh so it, it's cool. And that's uh, uh you know, and we, we're we're really big on letting our students lead um projects and events and all of that from beginning to end. Yep. And, and if they're going to fail, we, they, they fail and they learn from it and then they go lead something else. And, and, and it's, you know, hands-on practical, um, experience. It's so awesome, man. It, and, it was just great stuff. You know, which is so much better than sitting in a class with desks in a row, listening to a <laughs> preach, brother. Yes, uh, you know, you know a, a lecture. I just, you know, I remember you saying one time we just need to blow up the box. And, yep, and that's so true. We, we just need to blow it up, and so you know we've got teachers that say, "Hey, do do I have to have desk in here?" And I'm right. like, hey, "No, I'll I'll come move them out myself." Yes, I'll be, I'll be right down. Exactly, so exactly. Anything we can do out of that box, you know, we're, we're going to do, and we're going to celebrate our kids, yep, uh, as as much as possible because we we've got some great ones.
0: So you are, and, and this fits right in your job description as an administrator. But you're recruiting an educator to come and work at Dell City High School. What's your sales
1: pitch? I'm going to say, "Come work with me. Let, let's let's have some fun." Um, no, really, I, I love this place, and if if you're looking to to have fun and and work somewhere where we're we're following our students' lead, and then our goal is to meet their needs. Um, come be a Dell City Eagle and, and soar with us. Um, we have fun. Um, we love each other. We love our kids. And uh, it's it, it, it's the place to be. I mean, right now we have more people uh, knocking on the door to get in than, than we do running for the exits. So this is uh, this is the place to be. That's a good problem to have, right? that's right that's what you want that's what you want to have have not not enough room than too much exactly
0: exactly well i know you've got to get to wrestling match tonight man i appreciate your time appreciate you spending some time here with us and sharing uh The things that are going on in your world and with Dell City, and you know, it's just a a special thing that you guys have going on there. Please tell Cooper that I said hello. Please tell Gina that I said hello. And uh, when you see Brief, he comes back to see you here um, before Christmas break. Tell him
1: I said hello as well, man. Uh, I will do it. I I appreciate you and uh, put put Oklahoma on your schedule, and and I'll hook you up with some barbecue. That sounds awesome, man. I sure do appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, see you, buddy.
0: Guys, you've been listening to the Green Room podcast series. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast, if you do me a huge favor, if you would rate it, subscribe to it, and then share it with a fellow educator that you think might enjoy it as well. Chase your dreams, kids.